Hi, high fivers. I'm Stephanie, ambassador of fun, and welcome to High Five to That, a podcast all about celebrating fun stories, adventures, or just anything that'll have you saying high five to that. And today we have special guest Jackie Bookstein, executive director at Mockingbird Improv. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being on. So, first off, for maybe people who haven't heard of improv or improv shows, can you explain exactly what that is? Sure. Um, so improv can look like a lot of things. The foundational piece of improv is that it has minimal pre-planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's lots of different types of improvisation. When we talk about improv today, it's theatrical improvisation. I'm not going to say the whole word because it's kind of long. Um, But just quick side note, there is like dance improv and things like that. But for theater improv, Mm -hmm. um, it is essentially creating things on the spot. You're creating characters, you're creating um, storylines, games. Um, It can be word games, anything where there is just minimal planning. Mm, Okay. I didn't know that all this time. I just thought it was you know, like theater, I didn't realize there was other aspects of it too. Yeah, I have a background in dance. So um, I might be one of the few people that specifies theatrical (laughs) improv because I do also talk to a lot of uh, dance improvisers. So just to clarify, theater improv is what Mockingbird Improv is all about. And how did you get started in improv? Um, So I started in high school. Um, I've always been in theater. Um, Mm -hmm. I was one of those little kids doing plays before I could read a script. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I started, you know, I did a couple improv games in theater classes and really enjoyed it. And then um, one of my friends in high school got into improv and it just ended up being one of those things where I was like, hanging around them enough. And then I was doing it myself. And then I was in love and then I was addicted. (laughs) So yeah, so then it's been going on. You have a lot of experience then with improv then. Yeah. um, So I've studied it in a couple different formats. Um, High school improv is a lot more laid back, but then Mm -hmm. I continue to do it in college and um, kind of brought that academic Uh, background in. um, And then I've just taken a bunch of classes here and there with different teachers since and um, learned a lot by doing it myself and then eventually teaching it myself. Um, I think many people have heard before that teaching is the best way to learn. And I just Mm -hmm. learned so much from my students. And I think that's just been another whole layer of understanding understanding what improv is. Yeah. Yeah. So how did Mockingbird improv get started? Well, um, bit of a history there. I'll try to go over it briefly. Um, So about, I think it was 2016, um, a company called Old Town Improv Company was founded Mm -hmm. by Donnie Dunstone. And um, they put on fabulous shows. And I started getting involved with them through a couple of their different shows, fell in love with their format because they have a very theatrical format. Yeah. Um, One of the shows that I was involved with 
was an improvised soap opera. Oh, how fun. It was just so fun. And (laughs) we played to my love for theater um, where, you know, I really felt like I was performing in a play. I just also got to make up what was going to happen as I went, which was just so amazing. So I really fell in love with the theater and then got involved working with them more. Um, And then when this dastardly pandemic hit, Mm, um, the -hmm. theater closed down like most theaters uh, around the world did. Mm -hmm. Um, And at some point it just became clear that Old Town Improv was not going to come back. Um, So I talked to the owner and we still have a great relationship and basically asked him, would he mind if I continued on instead? So I opened up Mockingbird Improv as a nonprofit um, with the same uh, people and um, and emphasis on very theatrical improv. And how did you pick the name? I love it. Mockingbird. Yeah, it was actually kind of a fateful um, accident. I was trying to think of names and I was just making like lists and lists and lists of random things. Mm -hmm. And um, I started listing birds because to me, birds really encompass improv in that they're light and playful and just you know, freedom all this uh great imagery um and then I, so I was listing literally just listing bird names and I got to mockingbird and I thought mm-hmm. oh well that would be a funny pun because of mock yeah um, but I wasn't super into it um and then at some point down the road I started looking into the symbolism of mockingbirds and I just knew that it was perfect when I started reading all these articles and who knows the validity of them because this was all just random stuff I saw on the internet but it was talking about how mockingbirds are like symbols of innocence and um and something like if you're visited by a mockingbird it's a sign that you should go connect with other people Mm -hmm. um and just all these beautiful things where just everything was like this screams improv this is what improv is all about so Nice. It just kind of like you and the name just found each other. I love Mm -hmm. that. So can you tell us a little bit about the classes that you offer here? Sure. Yeah. So we offer um, much like the theater before us, Old Town Improv Company, we offer a five level course. Each level is six weeks Mm -hmm. that takes you from knowing nothing about improv um, through being uh, having the foundational skills of improv, um, starting with the basics, then we focus on character, then we focus on scene work, um, playing games within the scene, and then mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we um, the there was a lot of thought that went into the curriculum and I'm very proud of it and we have some really wonderful instructors I don't teach all the classes I just teach level one Mm -hmm. um, because that's kind of my favorite to teach uh getting to open people's eyes to improv for the first time Um, but we have a lot of amazing instructors that bring their own creative sparkle to it I love that and (laughs) can you tell me more about like when I think of 
people doing improv. Like I think, for example, like Robin Williams Mm -hmm. and I just, his mind works so fast and just, or even like the people on whose line is, is it anyways? Like how, how do you all do that? Like that amazes me. Yeah. Um, I, my brain will never be even a fraction as fast as theirs. (laughs) So I don't know if I can fully tell you what their secret is besides probably largely, uh, genetics. Um, but I can tell you one of the things that we really focus on in improv is reducing the amount of critical thinking that you're doing. Mm. Um, so a lot of people think of improv as like, oh, it makes you think faster. But what you're, you're really not training your brain to think faster. You're training it to think more efficiently. So oh, okay. instead of having all these other thoughts that are constantly swirling in our head, like a lot of judgmental thoughts. Um, We have a lot of like, should I say this? I don't know. Um, Is this going to make me look dumb? Mm -hmm. All of those things um, are what we're training not to listen to, to sort of let those things go so we can stay in the moment. We can embrace our creativity and accept whatever comes out of our mouth. Um, So really the key is just letting go of any of that like critical thinking and judgment thoughts so that you can exist purely in that creative space wow I didn't realize how deep improv is like this is blowing (laughs) my mind like I'm not even joking because like I was just like I don't know how they're doing it on the stage but I feel like that's like life skills we can use you know what I mean like quieting the critic inside of us yeah Yeah, um, I mean I could I could talk your ear off about how (laughs) improv is good for everything in life um, I really sincerely believe it. I've seen it change my life. I've seen yeah. it change the lives of so many people around me. Um, and there's just, you know, it it helps with so many different things. I have kind of a mindfulness background. So yes. that's how I see improv a lot is like sort of just the playful version of meditating. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love that. That's yeah, a good way to frame it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think there's so many benefits to it. Um, yeah. Can you talk about, yeah, the benefits? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, like I think one of the biggest ones I can elaborate on, but, um, is that accepting self-acceptance that happens. Um, you, you have to embrace the things that come out of your mouth and improv. And that's one of the main things we focus on in -hmm. our level one class is just um, not only being okay with what's coming out of your mouth, but celebrating it and having all the people around you celebrate it as well. Because if you are saying no to your own ideas or other people's ideas, it really just, it halts things. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, creativity doesn't happen when, no is present. Um, mm. So you have to really lean into whatever comes out of your mouth. Even if you have a voice that's like, wow, that was embarrassing to say. Um, you ha- practice letting those things go so that you can lean in to whatever it was, even if it feels so weird and awkward. If you love it, if you embrace it and you have your whole team embracing it, mm-hmm. then um, that's when magic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I think that's one of the biggest benefits of improv is people just learn how to be self-accepting and love their own creativity. Yeah. And I like too, how you're saying like a team, for example, when you were talking about the soap opera, um, Mm -hmm. well, it's not a game, but like the show. Mm -hmm. So like you, so one person is committing to whatever it is they feel and then everyone is supporting it. So it's like, yeah. yeah, Okay. Wow. I'm seeing it in a whole new light. Like, I'm just (laughs) like, oh my gosh, this is like, yeah, I already loved improv, like watching it, but now I, I have even more respect for it and what it does. Yeah. Um, And I think um, bringing back the soap opera is a great example because, you know, we could be on stage with 10 different people. mm -hmm. And um, if 10 people have an idea for, you know, what they want to happen in this particular episode of the soap opera and no one's listening to each other, then you have a very chaotic episode, right? Yeah. Um, So the teamwork aspect is so important that each person is bringing maybe a couple elements and then we're Mm -hmm. playing with each other's creativity. I think teamwork is the other really, really important part to improv that um, spill the benefits spill over into all parts of our lives is that we really learn how to work together as a team and Mm -hmm. not just embrace our own creativity, but like really love and embrace other people's creativity it feels so good. I don't even know how to describe it, but it feels so good to make an offer on stage and then have your brilliant teammate just turn it into like a crazy cool joke. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, it really feels like a warm hug, you know, like I feel seen and mm-hmm. heard and loved, um, which sounds so silly that they're just like sort of taking this weird idea that popped out of my head without any planning. And then they like, make something with it. Um, but it's just so fun to experience that. No, I don't think that's silly at all. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the, working as a team to create something new. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, are there any games or types of shows like, cause, um, you know, other than like the soap opera one that you really enjoy doing or being a part of? Um, I really like all types of storytelling. Um, so I've also been a part of a show that I really loved where we just um, acted out full length novels in different genres. Oh, okay. Um, so that one was really fun. Um, just because, you know, I've always been kind of like a theater and literary nerd and just like, because you not only are utilizing improv skills when you do that kind of stuff but you're also utilizing a lot of just like literary understanding like you have to study Mm -hmm. the arc of a story um, character tropes things like that so that you can Mm. really create something that feels like someone sat down and wrote this for five years Mm -hmm. you know that's the goal is like we've done improvised Tennessee Williams and oh wow He probably, I mean, I don't know that much about Tennessee Williams, but I would guess that he took a very long time to write those plays. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) when you are trying to come up with something that's going to like even somewhat come close to something that um, 
a brilliant author puts so much work into, Mm -hmm. um, you do have to become very familiar with the genre. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, that was always very interesting to me is studying sort of how to mimic someone else's style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like for example, like Shakespeare or something Mm -hmm. like using that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And then are there ones that you would love to see that haven't happened yet, you know, in your, in your team, what would you like to have like show wise, game wise? Well, I want to give a little context there first, because um, a lot of what I've been talking about so far is things I used to do that I would love to do again. Oh, got it. Yes. Um, Right now, you know, it's just been so tough because we lost our space when Mm -hmm. Old Town Improv Company shut down and um, we're trying to raise money to get back into a full-time space again. But right now we are uh, floaters around the county. Um, So we've been doing shows in parks um, and we're looking for more, um, more opportunities like Um, you know, we, we've had some ideas, like some of our performers have had cool situations where like they would perform in a restaurant and then the restaurant would let them use the space while they would, um, you know, bring in customers to have kind of like a mutual deal like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so all this to say that we are not where I ultimately want to be with our shows. We're really only doing like a show every few weeks right now. And Mm -hmm. the type of shows that I love the most, like I was saying, the improvised soap operas, the full length novels, um, those ones really do best in theaters. Um, We do costumes, Mm -hmm. we do sound, Mm -hmm. we do lights. Um, So we don't want to cheapen it by putting it in a park. Mm -hmm, Some mm -hmm. of our shows do work really well in parks. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do hope that everyone comes and sees our park shows when they happen. Um, but so, yes, my goal is to get back to doing the whole scope of shows. Um, but right now we're just, we're a little bit limited right now and we're just mm-hmm. working really hard to get back there. Well, I'm glad that you all are around and that you are able to continue on and um I feel like it's, you will get there and I'm just excited because uh, maybe you don't have a space yet, but um, being a nomad temporarily is kind of a fun adventure in the meantime. Nomad is a much better word than floater. (laughs) 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 Um, Do you plan to do any type of um, like special classes for kids or anything like that or teens I mean or yeah so we did have a really great youth program um where we taught six years old to 14 years old in a couple different classes and I love doing improv with kids they are just so much more creative than adults Mm. can ever be (laughs) (laughs) um it's so much fun um but also like so helpful for them as well Mm-hmm. Um, in just totally different ways. Um, so I'm hoping to restart our youth program next year after mm-hmm. the holidays. Um, 
it's another reason that we're really trying to get back in a space as fast as possible because mm-hmm. um, it just becomes kind of logistically difficult to um, teach classes with kids, not in your own space. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we are definitely trying. We get a lot of inquiries every day um, from parents who yeah. want to come back to improv. So we're hoping. Yeah, that's definitely something fun to have in the future. And I'm sure it's going to happen. And then even like, um, cause I feel like during summer, uh, parents are always looking for summer camps to have their kids go into. And this sounds like it would be like a really fun one for yeah, them to do. We've done an improv summer camp before. And <laughs> it was very fun. <laughs> so, um, your current classes and shows, upcoming shows, things like that. Uh, what's coming up next? So we have our adult classes starting next week. Um, We have an intro class. We always do an introduction before our next session starts so people can come try improv out if they want to. Mm -hmm. So our free intro class will be uh, this Sunday at 11 Mm o'clock. It'll just be a little taste. We'll laugh. We'll kind of learn what improv is. Um, We'll meet some people. Uh, it's super fun, super casual. And then after that, our six week courses start. So if anyone is new to improv, they would start in level one. Mm-hmm. If they've had previous improv training, they can always reach out to me and I can help place them in a different level if they want to skip level one. And how else can uh, people support you guys and help you on your mission to having a space of your own? I think the best way to support us is just to come get involved, um, Mm. see a show, take a class, come be a part of our community. Um, We just started Jams as well, which is um, not quite a show, not quite a class. It's basically where people, if you've had improv experience, you need a little bit of prior training, but anyone Mm -hmm. who wants to can just come play improv with us. Um, So there's lots of ways to connect with us. And um, I think that is the most helpful way is just to help us continue building that community. Um, Of course, donations are super helpful. Um, We are a nonprofit and we are in the process of getting our um, tax exemption letter. So Mm -hmm. once that comes, all donations made now will be tax exempt. Okay. Um, So we are raising money the old fashioned way as well, Mm -hmm. um, just through good old fashioned fundraising. Um, and you know, just the basics of follow us on social media, follow our newsletter, like things, rate things, all that kind of stuff. And I'll have all the links in the show notes below for everyone to check out there. So, uh, as we wind down, we always end with a shout out and it doesn't have to be a person. It could be uh, a food, a book, whatever, a show or whatever. Uh, so what would you like to shout out? Ooh, just, um, something I like. Yeah. Anything, anything that is high fiveable. Okay. Um, I'm really not much of a food person, but this just blew my mind so much that it's the first thing that popped into my head. Um, but this weekend I went to a place in, um, on convoy called Somi Somi that has, um, it has, I think it's frozen yogurt with like a fish cone 
Fishcomb yes. has like filling. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's super cute. Yes. It's really cute. And normally I stay away <laughs> from like food crazes because I feel like this literally just exists to be Instagrammed. But <laughs> yeah. It was so tasty and so cute. And um, I highly recommend it. I got to check that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love cute food. So. I'm a fan of that too. <laughs> also, I like saying that I'm going to get fish ice cream. because. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Thank you everybody for listening in. And if you enjoy what we do here, please share this with other people and let's spread that joy building a sense of gazella high between all of us also if you have any ideas or guests that you would like to have on here please send a, a message either through gmail at high five to that pod at gmail or on instagram we have a high five to that pod instagram handle now so go ahead and check us out there and we'll see you next time thank